This is Coach's Corner with John O'Leary. Hi, everybody. So I have a special twist to my Coach's Corner that I'm going to implement this week and, and probably moving forward as well. I'm going to put another coach on the spot and have them teach you something. Because I know you hear from me every week in the coaching sessions, and there are so many just amazing, inspirational coaches and teachers and speakers and authors out there, many of who are my friends, and I want to introduce you to some of them. So we're kicking off with my friend, John O'Leary. And John is incredibly inspirational, and you'll hear his story a little bit in our Coach's Corner. But he just came out with a new book called On Fire, The Seven Choices to Ignite a Radically Inspired Life. And John empowers 50,000 people each year to live inspired live events. He's a business owner, writer, husband, father of four, and now teaching others how to truly live. John really does walk the talk, and I'm so excited for you to get to know him. So now on to our Coach's Corner with the one and only John O'Leary. I'm so excited to have my good friend here with me today. It's just such an honor to kind of have him debuting the Coach's Corner, John O'Leary. And he's got an incredible, incredible story that you can hear more about, or I guess read more about in his book, On Fire, that I mentioned in the intro. But before we dive into what he's going to teach us today, John, will you just share a little bit of your story? Because it's just remarkable. Yeah. So first, hi, Christine, and delighted to be on your show. I'm a huge fan of yours. Aww. So for me, this is an honor. Likewise. And, uh, you know, everybody's, everybody's got a story, as you know, Christine, but it's generally not the one we're sharing with the world. So my story in a 90-second nutshell is, is this. When I was nine years old, I was burned on 100% of my body. 87% was third degree. It was a f- house fire, and it left me in a position where the doctors and the nurses were telling my parents that there was absolutely no chance, no chance at all that this little boy would survive. And, and yet, through grace and through courage and some audacity and a whole lot of people doing a whole lot of great things, I survived five months in the hospital, dozens of surgery and therapies. I, I lost all my fingers to amputation. And then went back home, spent about a year there going through therapy and treatments, eventually back to grade school and high school and college, started my own business, would eventually embrace my story, embrace my scars. I've spent the last eight years traveling the world as a speaker and a writer. I'm married. I have four children. I live in the Midwest in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm extraordinarily blessed. But today I can look back and realize a big reason for that gift and a big reason for that blessing and the success today is because of the fire that I endured as a child. Mm. Mm. You are just such a living example of someone who stops asking, why did this happen to me? And <laughs> moves through life as a victim to what can I learn from this and how can I use this? And how, how did this happen for me, not to me? And And I love that. I love also that, you know, there's lots of excuses we can come up with for why we don't have what we want in our life the career mm. the marriage the children and and you know you have a great excuse you could have used for why certain things didn't turn out like you wanted or why you couldn't get certain things and you didn't allow this to be an excuse or handicap and that is not just inspirational but it's a great reminder that really any limitation we think we have is just a perception it's not really true mm which kind of segues into what you're going to teach us today, which is all about 
pursuing our goals and getting over challenges because obviously you've done that. And I know there are three questions you encourage people to ask themselves to really help them be successful and overcome those challenges. So will you share those with us? Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll lead into it with this, that I am the recipient of great love in my life. And the reason I've been able to become as successful in so many ways that I have is because other people around me have suggested and demanded and uh, not allowed me to ever take the victim's path forward. Uh, My mother was a a stunning mom, and she's still alive and well today. 30 years after I was born, she's still alive and doing great. But the night I came home from the hospital, my, my mom made this great dinner. It's in front of me. I've been away for five months recovering. The miracle has taken place, and now the potatoes are in front of me ready to be eaten. The only problem was I don't have a fork. I can't eat it. I don't have hands. How am I supposed to eat this? So my my wonderful sister Amy grabs a fork. She scoops some of the cheesy goodness up, brings it to my mouth, and then my mother says to her, Amy, drop that fork. If John's hungry, he'll feed himself. Mm. And and this ridiculous, obnoxious, tough love has guided me forward, Christine, during my childhood when I was first recovering from those burns and, and ever since. And so no one's ever allowed me to be a victim. And that's really important in life. So maybe you've been around people in your life that have allowed you to play that role. Maybe your circumstances were, were much harder or maybe not quite as hard as John's. But to your point and to the question you originally asked, you don't have to live over there any longer. And so I'd like to give you three questions to stop asking, and you handed it one already, and then three questions to begin asking to breathe life and possibility into your marriage, into your singleness, into your partnerships, into your faith, into your health, your finances, your career, into your success. So the three questions to stop asking, these are the victim's question if people are, are writing notes. The first victim's question, and this is the favorite question that we victims love to ask, is why me? You know, you said mm-hmm. it already in the, in the uh, introduction, why me? Why was I burned? Why don't I have fingers or why don't I have that relationship or that opportunity? Why me? And that's dangerous because it leads to the second question, which is who cares? You know, I'm done. I don't even like I don't even like having a boyfriend or a girlfriend in the first place. Who cares? I'm done with it all. Mm. And it's this great question of indifference. And then that question leads to the third, which is, what more can I do? What more can I do? I'm just one. I got a lot of challenges. This is a big marketplace. We live in a big country. What more can I do? Today, though, instead, you and your listeners and I, we're going to ask three completely different questions from ourselves in our relationships from the day and what we can do in our lives going forward. And so if they're looking for a heading to jot these under, I I call these the victor's questions. And the first one that I encourage you to write down and then ask every single morning faithfully is why me? Why am I so lucky? Why am I so blessed? Why am I here today? What things in my life do I have to be grateful for this morning in spite of some of the challenges that maybe I face? Why am I so doggone fortunate to be living in one of the freest countries in the history of humankind? Why do we get to wake up with that spring sunshine grace in our face? Right? Why me, man? I am lucky, and today I choose to act like it. Which is a great question, because now that our arms are uncrossed, and now that we're on fire again for life, we can ask the second question, which is, who cares? If I don't have a boyfriend... If my job's not perfect, if I lost my fingers as a child, who really seriously cares? 
life is worth it. I am fortunate. And today I choose to fight the things that I believe in. So who cares? And that's a beautiful question because it leads to us living out our mission and, and purpose, not once we get there, but right now. Like right now we start. And that's going to open us up to ending our days with a third and the final question. And my hope is that your listeners already know where this thing is going. But, <laughs> but what more can I do? What more can I do? And I, I'd encourage your listeners to write down the rest of it. I buy and sell and write and speak on inspiration. That's my job. That I'm an inspirational speaker and writer. But inspiration is not enough. Uh, hope doesn't get the deal done. So this, this question, I think, does, though, what more can I do to ensure that tomorrow is even better than today? So what more can I do to ensure, don't hope for it, work toward it, that tomorrow is even better than today? I think continual improvement over time transforms our mindset, transforms who we are, how we show up, who we hang out with, what we do, what we earn, the lives we touch. It's a really, really big deal. So why me is going to allow us to open up all the reasons in our life that we're grateful. Who cares allows us to deal with some of the adversity that comes our, our way because we are on fire with purpose. And then finally, what more can I do to ensure tomorrow is even better than today? And I, I think those questions, Christine, should be asked in that order. Why me? The 60-second question in the morning. Who cares? The one we ask all day long as things are going right and going wrong. And then what more can I do? to ensure, again, tomorrow's even better. It, mm. it, it's going to take a grand total of two minutes of our day to make sure we follow through on these three questions in the appropriate manner. I love this. I love this. These are great questions to ask, and, and it's all the orientation in which we ask them from. You know, either we're a victim oh, yeah. or we become curious. We become curious and we become willing. And I I love this, too, because... I talk a lot on the show when I coach people around reprogramming our brain and our thoughts. And our mind is very malleable and we have to take our brains to the gym and our minds to the gym and our thoughts to the yeah. gym and, and exercise them. And so this is a great workout for our mind to do every day, to, to shift from victim to curiosity, to shift from me to we, to shift from yes. lack to prosperity, to shift from worry to gratitude. So I love this. And, and it's clear in your work and how you speak and in your book and the way that you touch the world, John, that, that you really ask that question, what more can I do? So thank you. <laughs> thank you for your work. And, and thank you for doing that with our listeners today. Yes, it's my pleasure. And like I said, I, I received and continue to receive so much from other people. So my, my work these days is primarily holding up a great big mirror and reminding people what's possible in their lives, in their work, in their relationships, or their faith life, in their mindset. And mm. It's a choice. We make this choice through omission and commission every day. And our encouragement is to embrace their role in it. Free will, man. It's a powerful deal. Don't let anybody else take yours. And a final piece I'd like to share is I know some people listening right now are thinking, I don't have time for one more thing. I don't have time for one, more questions, more journaling. Are you kidding me? So my, my encouragement to those listeners right now is to uh, know that I, I appreciate that. I hear them loud and clear. So tomorrow morning, set their alarm for 60 seconds earlier, and they'll find the time. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's what I'm asking for here. It's not a big ask. One minute to start our day off so that we can own our mindset around gratitude. And then one minute at the end of the day to ask this question thoughtfully, what more can I do to ensure tomorrow's even better? 
And if they do those two simple things and they take 120 seconds, their life will look radically different in a year than it does today, I promise you. Mm. So true. So true. And before before we wrap up, John, I just want you to speak to, because I think you are just so uniquely qualified to speak to people at this place. So let's say someone's just been burned, <laughs> not necessarily mm-hmm. literally, but they're in that place of a huge expectation hangover has just happened. Something yes. that most people would call terrible has just happened. Yes. If you could say one thing to them, what would it be? Yeah, so first first thing I would say, humbly, because I used to be a cha- chaplain, and I learned that words will never take away pain. Mm-hmm. So the very first thing I would say is, you know, there's nothing I can do to really help right now, and I, I'm sorry, and you just got to kind of wait your way through this thing. But then as soon as we connected at a human level, my, my next encouragement would be this. From my experience of the worst, uh, of being burned, of waking up from a surgery without fingers, and that, that's pretty bad, of struggling mightily in relationships with, with women about the opposite sex. Cause I never dated until into my mid twenties. And I always had a sense for why through a near bankruptcy that I dealt with uh, in the real estate markets in 08. What I've learned from the worst of my life is that always in time with effort and with a little bit of faith, it has led to the best of my life. Always. This goes without fail. I, I can look back at all these examples and many, many, many others that I'm not sharing with you on this, on this time to let you know with wholehearted truth that I would not trade any of my scars, any of my impatience, any of my struggles, any of my struggles financially with anybody else because from those pains, from those dark times, I have learned and grown in character, in faith, in audacity, in boldness, and in clarity on what actually matters. So to sum up all that in one statement, it might be to uh, encourage your listeners who are struggling right now in their own lives through their own fires to realize this is not the end of their story. This mm. might be the end of a chapter, but the story gets better and they got to keep hanging on. They got to keep writing it and they got to realize that the best is yet to come. I love that. I love that. It's honoring where you are, having compassion for the human part and the emotions and the grief or the sadness or whatever is, is normal to feel as human. But to not yeah. lose sight of this is happening for you, you may not know the reason yet, but in that place of the human emotion, don't lose your faith and don't lose sight of the fact that there is something better coming to to you. Beautiful. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a buyer. My market's always going up, and I just encourage your, your listeners to choose, choose to believe that the best is yet to come, and it changes the perspective on how we view everything we go through in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for changing our perspective today. You know, the spiritual definition of a miracle is a change in perception or perspective. So thanks mm-hmm. for, for dropping some miracles onto over it and on with it today. And again, just acknowledge you for your work and your new book on fire, which people can find. Where's the best place for them to go? Amazon or your website? Where should we send people to get more of John O'Leary? Yeah. You know, it depends on, on where their commitment is. I, I, I really do hope they check out the book. I think it's worthy. It's beautiful. We're uh, changing and touching a lot of lives with it. Amazon's probably the most affordable place to get it, but I encourage your listeners to go to a local bookstore. Mm. Go to a cool bookstore in your neighborhood. Spend 4 or $5 extra. These are men and women who have decided to set up shop in our backyard. Walk in, be blown away at how cool these places are, how cool the people are that work there are. And, and then invest in a very, very cool route. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah, old fashioned. Go the old fashioned way. Buy a bookstore. <laughs> go to go to a bookstore and buy a real book. <laughs> right, right. I love it. it. I love it. Awesome. And then people can connect with you at johnolearyinspires.com. Is that the correct site? Yeah. Uh, awesome. And uh, it's a cool way. I, I love to stay in touch with people after I speak or after I ride. And it's a great way to start a conversation and to keep it going. So, Christine, that's one of the ways you and I met. It's one of the reasons why we stay in touch. And if any of your listeners ever need a thing, me up online and uh, let's do life together. Awesome. Thanks for being here, John. So appreciate you and acknowledge you. <laughs> 